I always wanted to protect people. I always wanted to do something uh, to communicate with people, to help them, to protect. And I think it was my leading goal since my childhood. When we had, when we played in some playground, I always was a protector. I always helped to protect uh, childs who were bullied or uh, to take bullies away of, from this child because I understood that the world is not as good and the world, there are some bad people in this world. And I understood that I want to do something to make less of these bad people and to help such uh, poor people who suffer from bad actions. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. Together, we will break all the stereotypes about Ukrainians so that when the flag of Ukraine is lifted anywhere in the world, everyone will know Ukraine and its unique culture because today Ukraine has a dynamic new generation that will change the world. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me, and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. And thank you all so much for the support. More than 220 people participated in this project for Ukraine, from the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group to the vice chancellor of the UGCC Church to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev, to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev, to students from the FLEX program, Ukraine Global Scholars, Yale University, Harvard, and the London School of Economics, to the United Nations, to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament, to top 1% students in Ukraine. But not only them. This project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds. So if you wish to participate, send me a message on Instagram at aziz.future and join the Telegram channel Kiev Future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 50 in the United Kingdom, France, Switzerland and Monaco. Top 25 in Austria, Germany, Canada, Russia, and Poland. Top 15 in Australia, Italy, Spain, and Dubai. And top 10 in Norway, Sweden, the Netherlands, South Korea, Singapore, and many other places. Because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together... We will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people and this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So let's begin. My guest today is Sofia Yermolenka. Sophie is an international law student at the Institute of International Relations, Taras Shevchenko National University of Kyiv, and a member of the PR department at the Institute of International Relations. She is the winner of her local English language competition in her city, Brovary Challenge 2018. Sophie is an active student and she participated in many different projects, such as being one of the 40 lucky girls who had a chance to participate in Girl 2 Leader Ukraine 2019 
and also was a participant in Model UN 2021. In addition to this, together with her classmates, they created a robot in order to improve the environmental situation in her city. She is really fond of video editing, creating all the videos for her university as well as just for pleasure. Sophie participated many times as a volunteer for Mistetsky Arsenal and was a member of the Pidlitkova Rada there. Her favorite quote is, only those who dare to fail greatly can ever achieve greatly. Sophie, how are you today? Hi, thank you. I'm great. I'm excited to have you here. So I want to begin with something more emotional. When you, Sophie, want to forget all troubles, you want to feel alive and experience your favorite emotions, what is something you like to do to feel just like that? You know, I would say that when I want to get those feelings, I would just go to have a walk with my dog because at this moment I live uh, near a forest so like it, it takes me about two minutes to get in the forest to take my dog on a leash and we just have a walk and I just think about everything that I want I just think about life I just you know like think about life again think about all the things that I did all the things that I want to do in the future about my dreams about my goals sometimes about my failures etc so yes I think that having walk with my dog uh, it helps me yeah I have three questions I'll begin with one which is are you someone who worries and thinks a lot when you, whether you have a failure or a potential problem or anything, you keep on ruminating on it and thinking a lot or not? Uh, of course, when I have some problem, I think about it. And it's, it, it, it happens every time. I just have to think about this problem. I just have to understand, you know, like having uh, analyzed why I did it, why uh, it fails. What should I do to improve my situation? What uh, led to this like failure? I wouldn't say that I'm like, you know, panic person, like drama queen or something like that. I'm more like a rationalist. I just think about situation and try to make some new ways how to get out of this situation, how to improve it. And I think that every failure, uh, it's like, the, it's a great experience. You know, it can be, it's not like, uh, we shouldn't uh, consider failure as something really bad, like a disaster. Failure is a great experience. If you don't have failure, I think that maybe something is wrong with you because no one is perfect. It is important to have failures in your life in order to become stronger, in order to become more confident, to be more clever. So I would say that failures are good and failures are really necessary in our lives. And uh, we have to take them easy. I agree with you 100%. Those words are so wise. So I'm thinking, how did you come to that conclusion, which is pretty uncommon? Is it maybe from social media and YouTube, watching those vloggers sharing wisdom? Is it from books? Or is it that before you were worried about failure and you had a point where you thought, that's not a good way to live and decided and understood the value of accepting failure and learning from it? Uh, yes, it was books, but of course it was also from personal experience. You know, I have participated in many different competitions such as Brewery Challenge and uh, also Flex. I have participated in this competition too. And uh, I even got to the third round of Flex and uh, I didn't. I was a semi-finalist. I didn't become... Uh, I finally so of course it was I was a bit sad as it happens with everyone you fail at something you become sad but then I just analyzed it and understood that 
it's great. I was too young at that time. It was ninth grade, as far as I remember. I was very young. And I understand that this failure was very necessary for me to improve my English skills, to improve, uh, to grow, to be, become more independent. And next time, as I participated in another project, it was Brody Challenge, I was 100% ready. I was more independent, I became more, I would say, wise, I became more self-confident, I become more, I don't know what else to add, I became like grown up, you know what I mean? Not, uh, I didn't have as childish, uh, I would say, conscious as I had before. And uh, it really helped me, all these failures, they really helped me to improve myself. Thank you. And I would like to speak about your dog, how is your relationship with your dog? How do you perceive your dog? I mean, some people say dogs are better than human beings. Other people consider themselves like to be the brother or the sister or the mother of the dog. Others view them as angels or just a member of the family. What is your relationship with dogs and pets? And how do you perceive them compared to people? So I have a dog, he's three years old, his name is Akai, and he's very, his breed is very, I would say, uh, he's very independent. Have you seen movie uh, Hatiko with uh, Richard Gere? No. No, so it's breed Akita Inu, Japanese Akita, and... Uh, this dog uh, is very independent. I saw it. I saw a movie about this dog, Hatiko, and I was really inspired by this movie. Like, I, I really wanted a dog, to be honest, since I was about seven years old. But my parents were always like, we don't have much space in our apartment and no dog because dog is very important and dog is very is a big responsibility so with dog you have to wake up every morning at 7 a.m have a walk with a dog you have to brush dog you have to feed to uh, make make sure that he has all necessary exercises that he is like uh do he's having some um, training and etc so i would say the dogs they are really great my dog is like great friend for me he's very uh, i would say he's he's really fun he knows many um, uh, comments i train him by myself and uh, i think that people should uh, treat dogs as their best friends because dogs i have also a cat at home and my cat is very independent i like my dog my dog loves humans and uh, my cat he's very independent he hates human beings he hates when someone come to me and my dog uh he's very cheerful he loves all my friends that come to my house and they, he just loves playing with them he just loves entertaining us and dogs uh, i would say that you know i have read a very interesting quote saying uh that dogs in our life just a moment but we are life for our dogs so i think that we should treat dogs making their lives as best as we could, that uh, we should treat our dogs as best as we can, as best so they will have the best life uh, that they have on this earth and on our, on our planet. You know what I mean? Like they don't have much time to live in our world and we have to make the best for them. I agree with you. That was really profound. And why the name you said Akai, if I remember correctly, what is the story of the name of your dog? Uh, so the story Akai in Japanese means red. So my dog is, uh, I would say he's uh, kind of, his fur is kind of red, has some reddish color. And so uh, it's our, his breeder said that his father, his name is Zintaro, so it's the last letter of in the alphabet. So we have to call our dog the next letter. And as Z is the last letter, we have to choose names that begins with A. So we read some names and we understood that Akai is the best name for him. It's short, uh, it sounds great, and uh, he likes it, I think. It suits him the best. Yes, for a moment there, I thought maybe you had a fascination with the Japanese language. And you said you live near a forest, you like to walk there. What is the feeling when you are, for example, in Kiev, in the city, 
compared to being in the forest area, wherever you are living, and just walking in nature? How do you compare the emotions for you when it comes to both situations? I think that I'm more of a city person. I like this all rush. I like all of these sounds, big cities. But sometimes, you you know, we all need to have some relaxation. We all need to have some calming of life. And forest is the first thing that I do. Every time when I have to think about something, every time when I'm disappointed or when I just want to refresh my mind after walking for a long time or some studying, I just go to forest, take my dog and just have a walk because I would say that forest, forest and nature is our our friends and we have to take care of them and uh, they really help us to become more calm all these green colors all birds singing you know sometimes there is some river or something like that and you just walk and you just have relaxation just take a deep breath and you just understand that everything is fine everything is great i love my life i love this world i love this planet i love all birds singing somewhere in the sky i love how you see some small bugs uh, crawling or doing some flying and just see all this beauty and you understand how beautiful our nature is, how beautiful our planet is, and that we should take care of all of this. But of course, uh, when I go to Kiev, I do miss sometimes all this quiet and peaceful life next to forest. Because in Kiev, you know, it's a pity that we don't have as many parks as we have, for example, in Kharkiv. And uh, Kiev becoming less uh, green land, the trees are cutting down and uh, it's a pity i think and we should protect this we should take care of this we should do something with this i agree with you 100 percent. really those are very deep thoughts so to you maybe your personality is more about the hustle and bustle of the city but you need to be able to relax to recharge yourself in the beauty of nature and you mentioned even noticing the bugs flying etc so are you someone who is really always paying attention to all the details and you feel all the details around all the time or is that only when you're relaxing in nature trying to be present uh, in fact, I try to notice everything because I'm quite a creative person and I like all this, like, uh, I have a great imagination and I need something to take. So I have to take somewhere to, to take create, creation somewhere. And uh, it's really when you walk in, I, I notice sometimes that when I walk, when I'm in a rush going somewhere and uh, when I'm crossing the road, I sometimes look up in the sky and see all these clouds and I said, wow, like you understand that the sky is so blue, the clouds are so beautiful and they are always, they are not the same as uh, every day, like they change, they changing and uh, to have, to have all this inspiration and inspire, uh, nature inspires me and in order to do something creative. I take inspiration from nature. I also made movie about my dog, some small short video clip about my dog and everything about nature. So yes, nature is, uh, I would say my inspiration. I would say something that helps me. And uh, I really pay attention to details, to all, to everything that I see when crossing road or walking somewhere, I try to pay attention to all the trees that I see. Sometimes you walk in Kiev and you just see some oak, an old oak, and you just understand, wow, this oak is about 500 years old. What he have seen, where he have been, I mean, like, uh, he's so more than any one of us and he knows more and he knows more truth than any book that we have in our for example in history yes very true and when it comes to inspiration so that i understand how do you feel emotions because it seems your brain is active with thought 
Do you see emotions as, do you feel emotions as thinking? Do you see colors? Do you feel energy in your body? Or how do you experience emotions? I just, I wouldn't say that I uh, see emotions as colors. Like I don't have such, uh, I don't know, uh, examples that when I see them as colors, because emotions is something that I would say as energy, as you have mentioned, it's some kind of energy that just overwhelms you and it just, uh, it, it's like absorbs you and you become a part of this energy. When you see something beautiful, you just, you just feel yourself in this moment, you just become a part of this moment and all this energy, it absorbs you and you just take your time to have a look, to understand everything, to analyze everything. So emotions is something like an energy, uh, sometimes positive, sometimes negative, of course, but I prefer it positive. Thank you. And how important is emotion in your life? And are you more on the rational kind of person or the emotional kind? To be honest, uh, it's... It's a very interesting question because I have always thought up about this. I thought about myself as an emotional person, but now I understand that I'm more like rational person because I prefer to understand everything. As a as a future lawyer, I have to be like more practical to understand that uh, how it begins, how it ends, to understand the best ways to find because emotions are great. Emotions are important in our lives, but sometimes you just need to rely more on your brain rather than on your heart because heart, heart sometimes can uh, fool you and heart sometimes can... Uh, make uh, you hurt and uh, but brain is uh, what I would say what I think about rationalism is brains and uh, I think that I think about myself as a more rational person yes I am creative yes I love just to enjoy something to take inspiration from nature yes I love uh, being in the moment at the time and uh, just breathing air and uh, be and feeling all this peacefulness and quietness of the forest when just birds singing but I still think that all this wouldn't be if I wouldn't I wouldn't be me if I didn't have such I would say a point of rationalism in in me very good. So now, since you mentioned that you're a lawyer, what is the story of you choosing to study international law? How did it happen? How did the idea come to be and the decision? You know, I always knew that I want to be a lawyer. I always knew that I wanted to be an attorney or a judge. I still want it. But in fact, I really had some debates about whether I want to study law or I want to study international law. Yes, in our university, Shevchenko University, because uh, my sister, she studied law in Shevchenko University and she advised me to study international law. She said that it is very interesting and you'll be more in demand in international arena because when you study just law in our country, you pay more attention to to law in our country. And when you study uh, international law, you study, first of all, English. You study, um, uh, I would say, English uh, for your profession. You study um, all this uh, definition about law. And uh, you become better professional in the international arena because you can't... Uh, you can protect your clients in the international level. You can, uh, you are more specific in the area of international law. I mean, like, you know more about, for example, you have to choose whether you want to study European countries law or you want to study law, like, I would say, uh, America and you want to study law of Asian countries, etc. So it helps you in a future career. And it helps you to be, uh, when you want to go study somewhere abroad or if you want to work somewhere abroad. So yes, uh, I think international law, I realize that it's more about me because uh, I really enjoy studying English. 
is my passion. And I understood that I don't want to be just a lawyer. I want to be more like international lawyer. I want to help um, not only people in our country, but maybe to protect people in some international, you know, uh, some problems or some, I would say, international cases where our citizens are concerned or, for example, to protect just international citizens, foreign citizens from other countries. Thank you. I still want more of the detail because your sister is a lawyer, you are a lawyer, and you have always wanted to be a lawyer. Why is that? Do you have a parent who is a lawyer? Did you both read a book or watch a movie where the character was a lawyer and you were inspired? Tell me about this. That's first question. And second, you use the word protect more than once. What does protect mean for you specifically? So I will start with first question. Uh, no, my parents are not lawyers. Uh, it's, it began with my sister. And I think she inspired me because I saw that it's very interesting. I saw all those books in our room. Like she had always some logic. She had some always, you know, civil law, etc. And I just read some book and I understood that, wow, it's interesting. I want to study this too. I think that I will be a great lawyer because I have always wanted uh, to help people. And answering the second question, I always wanted to protect people. I always wanted to do something uh, to communicate with people, to help them, to protect. And I think it was my leading goal since my childhood. When we had, when we played in some playground, I always was a protector. I always helped to protect uh, child who were bullied or uh, to take bullies away of, from this child because I understood that the world is not as good and the world, there are some bad people in this world. And I understood that I want to do something to make less of these bad people and to help such uh, poor people who suffer from bad actions, who suffer from being bullied, who suffer from being uh, under charge for crimes that, it, that they didn't commit. And I think that I want to dedicate my life for this. That's really kind of you. And since you care, since your childhood about serving, about protecting, are you an empath? Can you feel people's emotions, especially when they're sad or in a bad situation? And that's why, since a child, you wanted to change their mood and make them happy by serving and protecting them? Or how does it work for you that in your soul made you care this much? I would say this is since my childhood, as far as I remember myself, I always wanted to protect people. I always tried to protect uh, all these uh, boys and girls who were bullied or uh, who were harmed because I understood that uh, it is unfair. I wanted to act fair and I wanted to, uh, um, you know, as a real lawyer, I want uh, fairness and honesty in life. I want everything to be right. I want everything to be in their place. And I don't like this disbalance when someone harms other people and uh, everything with that. So I would say that protecting people, it's something from inside. It's something that I have. I, I, I can't describe where it comes from or how did I come to this. It just, it has been with me all my life. And I think it's uh, like, really, it's like my goal. What I have to do in my life is like my mission. Thank you. You mentioned that everything in its place. And I noticed it's important. Order is very important for you in this way, whether when there is harmony in your life too. Are you highly organized? Do you organize your day perfectly, your room perfectly, always put in order in everything? Or is it more about justice, more about fairness and social order rather than physical order around you as well? 
It's about all order in my life. I would say it's about justice. It's about everything. I'm a very organized person. I have a notebook where I write my plans for a week, where I make everything. My room is pretty organized. I have everything in my place. And when I work, I also have like books on the right side, on uh, on the top right corner of my table. They are all like... Uh, I put them all in size, so I understand that from the highest book to the lowest book, and I always organize everything. I have my pencil, my order. When I write something, I open a pen, then I finish writing, I immediately close the pen, I make everything in order, and I think I'm very organized person. I have everything in my place, I know where everything lies, and everything in my life has its place, and I think... It should be so. It should be this way. Everything should have its its place in this world. Yes, everything should have its place in this world. And everything is organized around you, even the books by their size, etc. Why is that important for you? Imagine if you didn't have that. Maybe you're working somewhere and your table is disorganized. Yes, it doesn't feel good for you. But on a deeper level, why is that order important in life in general? Why is that value something that is part of your life purpose? I think that order begins from, you know, small things. When you wake up in the morning, the first thing that I do is uh, make my bed. It's always, it's like a ritual. And I think from the small rituals, you create uh, like... A wholesome picture you create your character you create yourself and uh, by making order in your life you make order i would say everywhere you make order in work you make order in your personal life you make order everywhere and i think being organized is very important not only in like for your brain or for something like that for your own for your personality but just you understand that everything is place and you understand that everything uh, lies where it has to lie and uh, you just uh, become, I would say, responsibility. And I would say that you become really, I can say that it's like a distinguishing feature of an adult, in my opinion. Thank you. And is your sister other people in your family as organized as well or it's more a feature that is specific to you uh in fact i have two sisters i have an older sister and younger sister and i would say that compared to them i'm more organized because my younger sister she's more creative person and she has like small you know creative chaos in her room everything she enjoys painting drawing and she has all this all this uh you know uh paints etc lying everywhere so yes uh compared to them i'm more organized in my family thank you so it's important for you to become more and more mature and to become an adult it's important for you to be organized and to have fairness in the world as well as organization in your life it's important to you to be in the city and feel that energy but also have time to go and think in nature about your life about your goals about extracting lessons from failure and it's important for you to learn english it's a passion of yours is that really part of your personality first is that correct yes yes it is what other sides of your personality I didn't describe. Hmm. I would say that I am. I have leadership uh, skills in myself. I would say that I have like strong leadership, and I have always wanted to be a leader since my childhood. Like as well as I participated in many competitions, such as Girl to Lead to Ukraine, and I always wanted to everywhere in every groups. I. I, I am a leader because every time we have some project, I am become a leader. I always organize people. I tell what to do. Like I lead them. I, I would say direct them at what uh, projects, what should they do and uh, help them to do this. So I would say that also I have strong leadership skills and it's uh, a very important part of my personality as well. 
Thank you. And what does, if you were to describe it to your little sister, the meaning of leadership and what is necessary to be a leader? That is the first part. And the second, how do you do that where you organize, take charge, and tell people what to do when you're at the Institute of International Relations, where almost all the students were gold medalists at their Ukrainian high school, and they consider themselves leaders as well, rather than parts and followers in a team. Yes, I understand uh, that. Uh, I would say that I'm not running to become like. I know that many people have also strong uh, leadership skills as well, and they also want to be leaders. And I understand that uh, there can't be two leaders in a group. There has to be only one. And I always ready to make some compromise when I see that in some field I'm more competent, I have more knowledge and another person has more knowledge in another field. So I think that there should be a compromise. I'm not running to become leader everywhere. I'm not running to become leader in each sphere. I think that, uh, again, everyone should be in their place. If you're good at something and if you know that you can help and lead people, do this. Thank you. And what is a simple definition of leadership? I would say leadership for me is, is again, is about helping. Leadership for me is about uh, devotion to helping to make some improvements. So if to make it short. Thank you. Then about you as a person, since you're more rational than emotional, and this is a bit funny, but some of the girls on my podcast, they said, because maybe they're more rational, or even if they're emotional, their face is very serious when they're in public. And sometimes people might look at them and think, why is this girl so serious? Because she has a very poker face. But in reality, she can be happy inside. Is that your situation? Uh, uh, honestly, I don't think so. Because people always uh, describe me as an open-minded and cheerful person. And always when I'm in some group, I try to smile. I try to make some contact. I try to break all these ice, you know, when there is some group and people don't know each other and they have to make some, to meet new friends. I always... I, I'm the first to break this ice, to break this silence, to make some, to throw some joke and uh, to begin communication with people. So I would say that I'm not like, I'm a rational person, but still uh, I'm quite cheerful, open-minded, I would say easygoing and really enjoy uh, meeting new people. And I'm not of such... I'm not this kind of people that have some poker face and just uh, stay in the side and uh, hoping that uh, no one will ask them or do something with them. So I'm more like outgoing and uh, first to make contact with people. Thank you. So if I understood you correctly, when you are in a group, you use your ability to pay attention to details as well as your sense of fairness where you try to bring harmony, order, and make people both feel comfortable, which is fairness, as well as each person doing what they're best at doing. Did I understand correctly? Yes. And when it comes to friendships, first, how do you develop friendships? Do you need time and many meetings to be feel your friends with someone? And do you have many friends or you have very few? I would say that making friends for me uh, is not very difficult because I am, as, as I have mentioned before, I'm open-minded person and uh, I'm. it's easy for me to make new con connections, contacts. And uh, I, say, I would say that I have many friends, but... I don't have many close, really close friends because I don't think that you can have some close friends. You have friends and you have some uh, friends that you speak most with. And I think that you just don't, you can't have close friends. You can have friends and friends with uh, who you speak the most, with people with whom you communicate the most. Because close friends, it's just your family. 
is just uh, members of your family and uh, friends just always with who you can have fun with who you can go to cinema or to theater to have some uh, i don't know have a walk and just uh, communicate thank you that's actually insightful so for you close friends is family and you have two kinds of friends friends you spend and communicate with spend time a lot and communicate with a lot those are friends as well as friends you might speak with less frequently maybe the opportunity doesn't happen or it's not their position in your life if i understood that correctly yes as well as do you make friends more with people who are similar to you or do you try to be with a diverse kind of group of friends so that each person brings different values, different ideas and different perspectives? Oh, I'm all in for diversity, honestly. I think it's a uh... It's very important to have diversity. It's very important to make friends with people from different fields. I have many friends who study economics, who study, I would say, um, uh, cybernetic, not not uh, as such field that I study, the not uh, law, not law, future lawyers. But I think that it's uh, what makes us humans. It's uh, so it's greatness of being human being that you meet diverse people, that you meet different people all around the world, that you meet people who have different interests, who are unlike you. And you take some, uh, it's experience. You take some information from them. You uh, take some, I would say, not like not habits, but something what they they have and you don't have and you absorb it again and you become a person who you are like all of us shaped from different people from interaction with different people it's not um i think that person in their childhood and person when they become adult a different person because in childhood you communicate and you become shaped by communication with other people with diverse people with people uh, you shaped by people with different thoughts you shaped by people uh, that have different uh, i would say ideas and uh, it's very interesting to communicate with such people it's very interesting to hear uh i would say another opinion uh and also to have like i would say i also enjoy having some like debates with people to understand why they think so to put myself in their shoes to understand their ideas thank you and do you feel you're very similar or very different to people from brovari and even from kiev are you, in your mind, someone that you feel a lot of similarity to a lot of people? Or are you more of a unique person, but you like to enrich your life with the other people that you meet, but your personality is really different from everyone? I think that everyone is unique. You can't say that uh, only I'm unique and I want to be and I'm like everyone. No, everyone is unique and uh, everyone is special. And uh, I think at the same time, everyone has some similar features. Everyone has some uh, similarities in their lives. So I would say that I'm just like, I would say that I'm just like all people but with some distinguishing features that i have with some character because everyone has their own personality yes we're all human beings we are equal we're the same but still we have some, our character we have our personality and need uh distinguishes us from each other thank you tell me character because you spoke about that before and now you're speaking about it what does character mean and how different is it to personality? I think that personality, it's like a small, I would say, it's, it's like a small you inside of your body. It's like a small person that uh, has its own opinion. And character is all these features that we have. It's like character is more about being, uh, I would say, 
fast or being a bit slowly. It's all more about characters, more about if you're being more an outgoing or you are more closed. Uh, it's about character and personality. For me, it's like being who you are. It's, uh, it's a bit different from character. Thank you very much. And you seem to be highly organized and highly productive. What is your productivity method? Like if you were to teach someone to be productive similar to you and imagine it was like your twin in identity and character, maybe you were cloned someday in the future and you will teach your clone how to be productive like you. How do you go about being productive? How do you plan? How do you organize your day? How do you rest? How do you keep your energy flowing? How do you know your priorities, etc.? It's a very interesting question. I think that in order to be an organized person, you have to set some goals. Because I've tried many different methods and I just came with it through some time. I just understand that the first, for example, in my childhood, the first thing that I did when I came from school, I went straight to do all some easy tasks. Then I have like a rest and then I go to study more, uh, I would say, difficult tasks. So it's, uh, organ- it's it comes from childhood. It comes from, uh, from being a small person, from being a young person. And I think that in order to be organized, you have to set goals, of course. You have to understand, to plan everything. You have to know what you want. You have to uh, start with some mini goals. Like, first, I wake up in the morning, I make my bed, then I have a walk with my dog. It's also goals, but it's small goals. And it helps to, you to be organized. You know that you have some responsibility. You know that you have some duty to do. And uh, when you set such small goals, you can come to more, I would say, larger, to more bigger goals. Like you start to make plans that at this time I have to study, then I have a rest, then I have to study something else, then I go to some course, uh, do something again. And uh, I think you have to make like it, it's kind of a habit. Because uh, if you don't make it habit in the future, it will be bad for your time management. And with all of this, with being organized, it helps you to keep time management. You know uh, what you have to do at what time. And uh, yes, that's all. Thank you. That's actually very unique. Most people don't like responsibility. And this is the second time you spoke about it. Before you spoke about it as becoming an adult, developing character, growing up, etc. So what is the value of responsibility for you? And what makes you like it rather than not wanted? Like most people aren't really in love with responsibilities, if you know what I mean. I think responsibility, it's again, it's a thing that makes you... I I don't like to think that I sound as a, a girl that wants to be an adult as fast as I can, but I think that... An adult for me is not uh, showing in your age. It's uh, being an adult is just in your mind. It's just how you uh, treat other people and how you treat yourself, like how you present yourself. It's being an adult, not like becoming grown up or etc. And uh, I just think of an adulthood as being uh, someone, you know, someone who is wise. And someone uh, who knows what he wants in life. And responsibility, again, is a very important part of uh, being an adult, being of a grown-up man or woman. Uh, Responsibility is very important because if you can take responsibility, uh, how can you then work, for example? You will have to work in teams. You will have to work in small groups, for example. And... uh, in university, you also have to take responsibility for your action. You have to take responsibility for what you're doing. You have to know that everyone has uh, their own responsibility and everyone is responsible for their actions. Everyone is responsible for their conduct, what they do. And responsibility is not something to be afraid of. Responsibility is great. Responsibility is something that 
Uh, I think everyone should be proud of, like, I am grown up, I am responsible for something, I, I am more, like, independent, etc. Thank you so much. We could dive more into that, but I would like to know the pandemic, the lockdowns, the quarantines, how was that experience for you? And for the people who complain, there are many who say there is, like, lockdown fatigue where people feel depressed they feel hopeless and stuck what would be your advice for them in order to become more mature to have more responsibility and to feel better and have that harmony balance and order in their life so first for you how was that experience what did you learn from it and any advice for people who feel bad because of it So to start with coronavirus or this lockdown, I would say that it just benefited me because at that time I was preparing for my exams, for my graduation exams, and it was very important for me. So it really helped me to be more prepared, to be more organized. And I think that lockdown is was a great opportunity and is a great opportunity to take some to learn something new. I don't, I don't know, to attend online some courses, some trainships, etc., to learn something new, to improve yourself. And uh, during lockdown, I know that many people become depressed because they are not used to work at home. But I think that it is our future. I think more people will be working from home uh, because of uh, coronavirus influence and impact in our I would say I'd say that employees they have overviewed reviewed all this uh, idea of working and they understood that it's the next level. Thank you so much Sophie. This was a privilege, an honor and a pleasure and I wish you a great day. Thank you. This was great. Do you have anything to add as well as if people want to follow you? and find you on social media, what is the best social media to do that? And if there are any projects you'd like to raise awareness about, whether about ecology or not, please do so. Yeah, thank you. It was a pleasure talking with you. I think that the best media is, of course, Instagram, also Facebook. Uh, And uh, yes, I think that now we have to pay more attention to our ecology Please, people, be aware of our ecology. Uh, please uh, take responsibility for what you're doing for your actions. Because when I walk in the forest and I see all these uh, masks lying everywhere, I don't know how they end up there, actually. Because forest is pretty far away. And why people walk in the forest with masks, it's a mystery for me. So please, people, be more conscious. Understand that future and our planet is in our arms and it uh, planet is our responsibility and what will happen in the future is also our responsibility thank you so much sophie it was really a pleasure and i wish you a great day full of order where you can protect people serve those who need it and where you can get more responsibility leadership and drive your team towards better and better results.